Welcome to ShareMo EDU. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond through the lens of education. I'm Renee Hawkins, principal at Maple Elementary School. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, I'm elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary School. And I think meeting this week's guest was fate. A few weeks ago, I traveled from Smithville, Missouri to Schaumburg, Illinois on the red eye to observe a school that was using a multi-grade model. I walked into a fourth grade classroom and instantly knew that I was in the room of a star. So I told those around me who it was and they weren't quite sure, but my superintendent dared me to go talk to him and ask that question. And so I said, of course, I'm gonna go ask him. And it ended with a yes, a selfie and an interview, pod, a podcast interview. So we're excited to have you, Mr. D, Joe Dombrowski. Welcome to the podcast today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It definitely was fate. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, help us to get to know you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Joe Dombrowski. Like you said, we're a multi-grade school. So I'm actually this year, I'm a three, four teacher. So I teach split levels of third grade and fourth grade. I started my career uh, a while back in Detroit, Michigan. I taught in Detroit for about six and a half years, and then I made my way to Chicago. So I live uh, in the city of Chicago and drive out here to Schaumburg to, uh, to teach. Um, I've been known for the viral spelling test video that took place last year, but that was actually a really great opportunity because I had a lot built up on social media before that. So um, the virality of that video actually lent its hand to allow me to share my passion on larger platforms, um, which has been amazing because I, I love teaching. I love all things teaching. So uh, it's been quite the year. That's awesome. So if you were to create a hashtag linked to your passion about education, what would your hashtag be and how would you honor those words? That's funny. I actually already use a hashtag pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. So the hashtag that I use a lot on my on my channels is hashtag embrace your weird. And um, I'm all about students uh, just being themselves, embracing their weird, daring to be different, trying new things and being innovative with just who they are and 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 being confident in who they are. You know, I go into the classroom every day, um, really focusing on being the adult that I wish that I had when I was um, in, in school. And I, I wish I had somebody who was truly invested in me being myself and that's okay and, and everybody learning from that. So I really make sure that when my students make bold choices and such, we take those times to celebrate it and uh, that it's okay to embrace your weird. So that's our hashtag. <laughs> Awesome. So tell us how fans can follow you. What are all of your locations? Yeah, so the biggest one would probably be Instagram. I think we're almost at 110,000 there. So that's at Mr. D times three. On Facebook, um, you can use that handle as well, but it's Joe Dombrowski, a verified account there. And then Twitter, at Mr. D times three as well. Um, and then YouTube, at Mr. D times three. So all those pages. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, share a message from a book that you're reading uh, or that you have read that has moved you to take action. So I'm actually currently reading um, The Deepest Well by Nadine Burke Harris. I had, are you, are you guys familiar? No. Oh gosh. I, I have shared this book with so many people. I'm so 
happy that I get to talk to you about it. Okay. So I actually had the opportunity to see her speak a few weeks back because she was in Chicago. So I was like, I'm done. I'm going to see her. And she talks a lot about child trauma and how um, the effects of childhood trauma can really stay with a human um, for their for their life. But the research shows that those traumatic effects are actually reversible. The, the long-term effects of the trauma is reversible. She talks about how we need to like nurture our students' social emotional learning um, more than anything. And I am so on that boat because academics, super important, but you cannot learn anything if your mind is not ready to learn. You know, we can control what happens in our classrooms. We can't control what happens before they get here, and we can't control what happens when they leave. So it's our job as educators to make sure that we are truly invested in our child as a whole and making sure that their their minds are ready to continue to grow and nurture. Um, it takes one trusted adult for a child to feel safe and for a child to truly um, come over those adverse effects that they've had um, throughout their life. And I, I truly am trying to preach that message to everyone. So anybody listening, The Deepest Well by Nadine Burke Harris, check it out. Awesome, I'm adding it to my list. I wrote it down. Very good. <laughs> I think trauma-informed care, you know, being, a, being um, informed there is really important across the US. It's, it's growing, the importance of it. Oprah just did a yeah. televised production on it, so. Yeah, and the, the research behind ACEs and, yes. and making sure that we target students and understand where they're coming from when they come to our classroom, it's just, it's utterly, utterly important. Yes. Okay, reflect on these statements. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by... Um, let's see. One thing that's going really well for me is the presence on social media has been picking up drastically, which is amazing. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to have such dedicated followers who take the time to write back and talk to me about their passions. Um, it's a very global platform, so I'm learning from teachers all over um, the world. But um, more than that, I feel like it's a platform for teachers to learn from each other all over the world, which is really um, a unique thing um, that's going really, really well for me right now. I have a little bit of a team behind me that um, help me so I can stay focused in the classroom. So um, I'm grateful for them as well. Couldn't do it without them. And one, what's one area that I'd like to grow? Yes. Um, to be honest with you, on social, I'll be so raw. We, on social media, we see all these classrooms that are top-notch, perfect, the walls with amazing quotes to perfection, little bins in all the right places, and everything's just spot perfect. That's not me. I actually have a little, if you guys, you were in my classroom, you could probably see it. I have piles. I have bins that are overfilled and you know that's okay it's a little bit of organized chaos i would like to be a little bit more organized in my classroom but i'm not that perfect teacher who has this <laughs> la la land classroom that's just filled with amazement when you first walk in um i would like to have a little more ounce of that um within my walls but uh, ultimately i think the practice that i'm giving to the students um is what matters most so um, i'm happy about that that's awesome. I think <laughs> I think everyone struggles with the organization or a little gentle uh, reminder every once in a while is good. <laughs> right. Like I'm just like over here. I'm like the next show that I go on, I really hope that they surprise me with a classroom makeover because I would <laughs> love like 16 more bins to put things in. Which is just <laughs> OK, what three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do those words come to mind? 
Hmm. So the very first words would be very first principle. Um, my very first principal, Dr. Beth Fighton, took a risk on a 22-year-old, fresh out of college students with minimal experience and really invested herself to make sure that not only did I understand the field of education, but that I was able to thrive in the areas that I saw best fit. She took the time to help me explore lots of different professional learning opportunities to really see where it was and connect that I connected with to education. And um, she really made sure that I was a teacher who would be inspired to stay with the career for the rest of my life. And she did an amazing job. Um, my very first interview ever was probably the best interview I ever had because it was so, um, we just sat down and we chatted and we talked about, you know, beliefs and morals and how classrooms run. And it was just a, a, a very nice conversation that flowed really well. Um, Dr. Beth Fighton also um, encouraged me to go forward to get my master's in educational leadership, which I did do. Um, and I very much, we did a lot of interviewing in there as well. And I very much, my interview skills and my interview um, methods are modeled after her with just having open and honest conversation with candidates to truly see who they are as people as well as who they are as teachers. That's awesome. Okay, what has been a game-changing moment for you in education? Oh man, there's been so many. The one that, the one that really stands out, obviously the virus falling test video was such a game-changer. It opened up my platform. I went on Ellen twice like that's crazy like, I still can't believe that I'm so humbled to know that that even happened um, but the biggest game changers that I think I've had is when I work with um, students who have some severe disadvantages in their life and really understanding the world as a whole rather than the bubbles that we individually live in. Um, taking those steps to make sure that students are not only getting the education that they deserve, but really making sure that their lives as a whole are, are quality and they deserve it. Um, with it. I think it was my third year teaching, I actually had a student who, um, was in a foster care system. Within his one year with me, he was bounced around to five different foster homes. Um, and then he, oh, around Christmas time, his most recent foster family gave him up. Um, so I actually took him to my house for Christmas to make sure that he could have a Christmas with people that he knew. Um, and when he was with us, his father actually passed away from a drug overdose, which was pretty sad. But um, they, I was actually called by Child Protective Services and since I was the closest um, person in his life at the time. That was my responsibility to tell him um, what had happened and how his life had been affected. Uh, those are the things that they can't teach you about education that you just have to be ready for, that you just have to accept and move forward. Um, why? Because you're doing that for the kids. And it's moments like that that have really changed the game and helped me understand children as a whole and that every single child in this country deserves a chance to succeed no matter the cards that they're dealt. Wow. Gosh, I can't even imagine. That's that's uh, a lot. I can see why you're you're very focused on the trauma informed care and looking at that. And yeah, I, I just am so uh, pleased with the movement that's that's growing with that. Um, you're you're exactly right. There's so much more uh, going on outside of the classroom or, or things that they're coming in with that that we have no idea about until we 
figure those out or talk about those things we you know they can't learn like you said so wow yeah okay yeah. well after that heavy note if <laughs> if your cup is not full you cannot fill the cup of others Cheers. <laughs> how do you promote self-care how do you how do you um go from that and that that kind of situation or or things that you're seeing how do you take care of yourself yeah you know what i get this question pretty often actually um one of the things that i like to keep in mind is that you know teachers we are will we'll never be done there's always something to do in our classroom whether you know a library needs to be organized grades need to happen um, report cards need to be submitted whatever it is um and i actually do a really good job of understanding when it's time to go it's just you've put in the hours you've done the work and it's time to just leave and that's okay um, i like to keep my mind focused on are you meeting the goal are you getting closer to the goal have you missed goals in the past if i'm meeting the goals and i'm getting closer to my goals and i haven't missed goals in the past then i'm on track and i'm doing all right you know i i always try to perform at my personal best so i don't compare myself to others what's going on there are some amazing teachers who surround my classroom but i don't compare myself to them i have i am organized in a much different way and i always meet my deadlines and i have all my work submitted when i need to and um you know one of the things too is i always devote my weekends to me um you know when i travel and i speak i grade papers on the planes for sure but when i'm on my trips and i'm speaking to other schools or i just have a weekend of myself those th those times are for me and for a teacher to function healthily as we're talking whole child learning whole adult experience right <laughs> we need to really make sure that we're taking that time because this profession probably more than ever is can be very daunting and it will suck you dry so if you don't take that time for yourself that's when teacher burnout really happens so i'm all about teachers advocating for themselves and saying you know what it's okay to say no every once in a while and it's okay to just leave some work at school and uh and spend some time with yourself and your family great message all right this month we are promoting hashtag audacious <laughs> April. Yeah. So what is one way you can take a bold risk in April? Well, you know, I'll just go off of what I what I do in the classroom. I really try to um, model my way of teaching off of humor. You know, when the kids are having fun and they're learning, um, they're having an experience. And kids learn from experiences. They don't learn from sit and get lessons. So my audacious April message would be to take a risk in your classroom, try something that you haven't before and really put something together and memorable for your students um, within your curriculum. Great, good advice. Okay, we've come to the moment in the interview where it's time to share your fast five. We're gonna fire five <laughs> questions at you and we want you to answer with the first thought that comes to mind. It's like Vogue magazine, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question, here we go. Fire away, Renee. What is the best trait a friend can possess? Honesty and trust. If you could have dessert for breakfast, what would you eat? Overnight oats. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I'll never leave education. It might look a little different than being a classroom teacher, but I'll always be student-centered in my career. Cool. If you could trade places with anyone for a day, who would it be? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I I would trade places with um 
Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Keep going. <laughs> okay, we have thrown in a bonus question, so there will be six for you. How do you line your kids up following recess? I go caca caca. <laughs> and bonus question: How do you spell Shabola? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna get it wrong. S C H O L B Z S L U M. Did I get it right? There are silent letters. letters. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> thank you well, so Mr. Much, Mr. D. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having me so much, guys. I love talking about education and continuing to grow. And more than that, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and not only furthering your own practices, but bringing the practice of others to, to light to the field. And I think using technology and social media, um, especially in podcasts in this way, uh, really makes education visible. And there's so many people in this world who like to make decisions for education who really don't understand what we're doing. So I really appreciate you taking the time right before your school day to coordinate this podcast and to talk to teachers and to talk to people about education. I think that's so awesome. So thank you. Well, thank you. You nailed it earlier when you said that you're allowing a platform for others. We are as well. And, you know, to get educators' voices out there is powerful. But not only that, we are learning so much through this process from others. It's been a great, great experience. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, guys. Okay. Next week to learn more as we share. share. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.